All right, Exodus chapter 10. I figured I'd share that with you this morning to let you know God is doing things here. Uh, and God is beginning to, to work and to move. And, and the time could be now. Uh, in the last days, yeah, I would think, well, we just huddle up and, and, and hide in the corner and wait till Christ to come. But that might not be the case. God might have us reach out like never before and to continue to sound the battle cry and to train soldiers for the ministry. Because every day I, I, got a, it, I threw it away. But I got a flyer this week on a church in Rutledge that is up for sale now. It's closed down. It's gone. And, and they need somebody to buy it. And, and, and so th- this, this is going on every day. There's, there, let's get to the message. There's a need. Exodus chapter 10 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs before him. And that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son what things I have wrought in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them, that ye may know how that I am the Lord. And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself? Before me let my people go that they may serve me. Else if thou refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow will I bring the locusts into thy coast, and they shall cover the face of the earth, that one cannot be able to see the earth, and they shall eat the residue of that which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hail, and shall eat every tree which groweth for you out of the field. And they shall fill thy houses, and the houses of all thy servants, and the houses of all the Egyptians, which neither thy fathers nor thy fathers' fathers have seen since the day that they were upon the earth unto this day. And he turned himself and went out from Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's servants said unto him, How long shall this man be a snare unto us? I need you to remember that phrase. Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? And Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said unto them, Go, serve the Lord your God, but who are they that shall go? Now God's already told him they're all going. And so Pharaoh asked this question, well, who's who's going? And Moses said, We will go with our young and with our old, with our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds, we will go. For we must hold a feast unto the Lord. And he said unto them, Let the Lord be so with you as I will let you go. And your little ones, look to it. For evil is before you, not so. You say, what's he saying? He's saying, I'm not, he said, I'll let you go when I'm ready to let you go. And by the way, I'm not letting the kids go. That's what he's saying. Let's read on. He says, Go now ye that are men. And serve the Lord for that ye did desire, and they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Let us pray. Our gracious Father, we come, we thank you. Lord, help us today in the things that we do. Uh, anoint my lips and my mind. Uh, Lord, let the Holy Spirit speak through me. Bless the hearts of the people as they uh, listen to the Word of God. Let the Holy Spirit work in their hearts also. In the folks that are on the live stream, you work in their hearts also. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Now we see here before us the plague of locusts. 
And every one of these plagues was a judgment on the gods of their land. This particular judgment was on the god of Set, who was the protector of the crops. They, they, were, they were worshiping false gods. And God tells Moses, and he's doing these mighty works so that the fathers, did you catch that in verse 1 and verse 2, could tell their sons and their grandsons in the years to come to tell them of the mighty works of God and how their God is above every God. This is one of the jobs of the father, and I guess this could have been a good Father's Day message, and I've got the, the PowerPoint up here, the Satan is an enemy of the home. And we're seeing that in our culture today. We're seeing our culture turn away. They're trying to destroy the patriarchy. They're trying to destroy the man and his presence in the home. We even reward... When a woman decides she don't need a man and she doesn't need a husband to guide the house and we reward that woman based on how many children she wants to have out of wedlock, they make money out of it and we incentivize that thing and we all think it's okay. And it's not. And I'm going to tell you, it's leading in the wrong direction. Now, I'm not against helping people that need help. And I'm not against uh, uh, helping uh, children and families that are without fathers. There's, uh, we're going to get on fathers just a little bit uh, because I believe the devil begins to negotiate with the fathers. And we see that here, uh, that men are a snare. Uh, that's what the nation of Egypt said. He says, look, this man of God, and they were directly talking about the man of God. He's a snare to us. <laughs> and uh, I guess I've been called that a few times. Uh, uh, people, I guess I seem to be able to aggravate the demons in people. Uh, they don't like it. And, and, and sometimes you just, I can't let some things lie, you know. A wrong is wrong. And I, sometimes you see me biting my tongue and biting my mouth and my lips and you see them jaws working and I'm mm, mm, mm. and then sometimes they're like, oh, let me tell you something <laughs> you say well he's a snare and that's exactly what the world thinks about good old-fashioned preaching they think preachers you're a snare and we've seen that uh, through the COVID lockdowns uh, preachers they're still working some of that stuff through the court systems on, on shutting churches down and arresting pastors and fining churches and we're getting to the bottom of it. And so, but I'm telling you, it's coming. It'll happen again. It'll be a, something else and it'll all be in the name of safety and it'll all be in the name of, of the good welfare of all, you know. And it's nothing more than the devil. My question to the fathers, you have a job uh, to teach your children about the one true God. How good this God is and how this God wants us, His creation, to live, to serve, and to worship Him. And I pray that you as a father, you're doing that. I pray that you've had that talk with your children. There's been some of the men around here, I won't name names, I'm not going to do that. And I ask them, did your dad have the talk? And of course they, they laugh like, oh, you mean the time? Saying, no, I don't mean that talk. I'm talking about what a man's place is and what a man is supposed to do and what, what his role is according to God. No, preacher, I've not had that talk. Good. You're going to have the talk. 
But here, we see Pharaoh, and we see this nation, and this is one of the nations of the world. Pharaoh is a type uh, of the Satan. Egypt is a type of the world. It's called the Iron Furnace. And it's uh, iron is always has an evil connection to it, demonic, under the control of the devil. And we see here, they begin to jump on the men. And you say, I, I just don't know how you get that. I don't see how you see that. Take your Bible to Jeremiah chapter 44. I'll show you where this is going to lead if... It doesn't get taken care of. Jeremiah chapter 44. Because Pharaoh says, you men can go, but you're going to leave your kids here. Here's what they're trying to do. Verse 19 in Jeremiah 44. This is the nation of Israel. Years ago, it's in apostasy. And this group of people, if you used to catch it in verse 15, were dwelling in Egypt. Lo and behold, that's what we're talking about over here in Exodus. Well, they had fallen into apostasy. Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon took over, and there was a remnant left. And uh, Jeremiah told them the words of the Lord was to stay there in the land. They'd be okay. And they disobeyed, and they went down into Egypt. God doesn't want you back in Egypt after you get born again. God wants you separate from the world. And your flesh is going to want to go back crawling into Egypt because it likes the leeks and the garlics and the flesh pots. And it doesn't mind to trade a little servitude for food. <laughs> uh, sometimes I wonder what side of the fence I'd have been on there as much as I like to eat. But I'd have hope I'd have held out for manna. <laughs> Can you imagine that, <laughs> YouTube channel? <laughs> 555 ways to cook manna, <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, we can get, we can get uh, uh, creative. Verse 19 says, When he had burned incense to the queen of heaven, worshiping a female deity, and poured out drink offerings unto her, did we make her cakes to worship her, and pour out drink offerings unto her without our men? You see that? No men allowed. Now let's go back here and read this. That Pharaoh told Moses, he said, well, you can go. But you ain't taking the kids with you. Now there's a reason for that. You say, well, he doesn't mention the mothers. Oh, uh, uh, you want to know why? <laughs> because mothers don't abandon their children. That's why. Not in their natural states. So if you got the kids, <laughs> you got the moms. They ain't leaving those kids. You don't get in between a mother and her children. And down here in the south, it's even worse. I thought northern uh, mothers were bad and protective. They're just black bears. Southern ladies are grizzly bears with a little Sasquatch mixed in with them. You get on one of their kids or grandkids, they, they get a little ornery with you real quick. And that's okay. That's, that's fine. My point is, that's why he didn't say nothing about the mothers. He knew if he had the kids, he had the mothers. But we can do it without our men. Because they're going to try to teach them how to worship another god. Now, the point I want to make. 
Pharaoh begins to negotiate with Moses. And I believe Pharaoh, the type of the devil, is going to negotiate for three things. Verse 11 in Exodus chapter 10. He answers, not so. You're not, going to let, you're not going to take the kids. Go now, ye that are men, and serve the Lord, for that ye did desire. And I'm here to tell you, men, that the devil is going to try to take your significance from you. That's what's on the table as a bargaining chip. The devil is going to try to make you think that you have no significance in the home. Our culture today says that the man has no significance in the home. And I assure you that's leading this country down the wrong path. God created a man. And yes, we're not perfect. And God had to create a woman to help us do what God told us to do. He didn't have to create any helper for a woman. And a woman will outwork a man 10 to 1 any day. And there's, we don't have no issues with that. And I'm not saying that a woman can't do it and make a home and have a home without a man. But there's something to it when God sets the order that a man... A father, a husband, has some significance in the home. And the devil is trying to destroy the significance of the man in the home, in our society, and in the world today. That word significance means having a meaning, having influence. And that is important. And the devil wants you to think, men... That you're not important to your family. I've had some of that conversation with some of the men. You are important. Your children do not need to not have a father. Stick it out. But the devil will try to convince you that you are not significant. The world thinks that you're a snare. You're in the way. The devil wants to, you to think that you're not important as a leader. The devil wants you to think that your influence is not needed. And I got news for you. Christ says that before you can take a strong man's house, you got to first bind the strong man. And that's what the devil is trying to do. And that's what Pharaoh is doing here. Satan will offer you freedom for your significance. Did you catch that in verse 11? He says, ye that are men, go. That's freedom. That's freedom from responsibility. That's freedom from your duty as a husband, as a leader in that home, spiritual leader. And I hope that you fathers and you men are, are, have been trained and you understand the importance of you to be the spiritual leader in the home. It's not that mama can't be spiritual, but you're to be the spiritual leader. And the devil will trade you freedom. Go, go on. Get on out of here. You're a snare. You're holding up for your significance. Now, I don't know if you know, 
that I know because I read it in a book <laughs> called The Negotiating Game, that one of the keys to any good negotiation is you do not give something unless you get something. That's right. You don't give something unless you get something. And the devil knows that. And so he's going to give you freedom, but he wants your significance. You're not important. Satan will offer you, according to verse 11, desire for your significance. Did you see it? Verse 11, he says, For that ye did desire. Oh boy. There's too many men running around chasing their desire instead of taking care of their business at home. It's an awesome responsibility. And one of these days, I'll be preaching and teaching on training up children and how important it is and the importance of the husband's job. It's important. Men, the devil wants your significance. Men, I'm saying to you this morning that you are significant. Number one, I would never try to negotiate with the devil you're going to lose. And that's the example that Moses gives us. He's not negotiating. He says, this is what we're doing. This is what God said, and we're sticking with it. But the devil, he'll want to compromise with you. Your significance as a husband and a leader, the head of your family, should never be on the table of compromise because compromise begins with concession and continues till all is lost. Hence, we see the mess our nation is in. You know, this was started as a Christian nation. Hard to tell that now, isn't it? With all that is going on. Number two. Satan wants your significance, but Satan wants your children. Satan wants your children. That's what Pharaoh wanted. Now, Pharaoh wanted them because they would have known nothing but slavery. And somebody's going to have to build those fancy cities down there. And the devil wants to make a slave out of you. But he'd prefer the children. I'm going to give you about three or four things on what the devil wants to do to your children. And it's going to make some sense to you because you're reading the news like I'm reading the news. And it's an ever popular thing for school teachers and public school teachers to try to talk to your ch children about gender identity, which is none of their business. You're sending your children to be educated in math and English and history, the right history in science, not identity politics. If you was to read there in Daniel chapter 1, see, the Bible repeats this, and it's a warning to us on what the world and the devil wants to do to our children. He wants to change their identity. 
That's what the devil wants to do. That's what's going on in America today. The devil wants to change your identity because he doesn't like how God made things. Male, female. Your emotion has nothing to do with your biological gender. There's... <laughs> There's some days I might feel like a dog, but that don't mean I'm a dog. There's some days Jenny works me like a dog, but that don't mean I'm a dog. She don't. Now I'm lying. God forgive me. Yeah, she tries. I, I won't. I'm, I'm a little too smart, wily. She's like, yeah, right. You wouldn't want to use the name, the word smart and you in the same sentence, but... Yeah, she's, she's got me. She can, she can manipulate me. The world wants to change your children's identity. We're seeing that happen right now. That's a program of the devil. He wants to change their identity because he doesn't like how God made them. He wants to change their pronouns. That's real popular today. Oh, you need to refer to me as the, they, and them. And we, and we be. I got news for you. That's a demon-possessed person. That's what they're saying. You study this Bible. What did Maniac of Gadara say when the Lord asked what its name was? My name is Legion. For we. Oh, there was this pronoun. We. Uh-oh. Yeah, we be many. You see, that's a personality disorder. It's a dysphoria. And I'm not playing into it because I know from the Word of God that it's one of the programs of the devil that he wants to program and change the identity of your children. And he wants to indoctrinate them. He wants to change their language according to Daniel chapter 1. He wants to change how they talk. He wants them to use the woke language. He wants them to be politically correct. That's what Nebuchadnezzar was doing to the children of Israel over there. The children of Israel being God's children. And he took all the best in the young. Why? So he can indoctrinate them. That's what the devil wants. He wants your children. That's why Pharaoh said, I ain't letting the kids go. He wants to change their thinking. We got more people today that think communism is good. I got news for you. Communism has killed more people in the last hundred years than our wars have. You get to looking at how many people were murdered because of their political ideology. It was over 50 million. How about Mao Zedong? Over 80 million murdered. Because they disagreed politically. Now, we keep playing with things here in this country, and that will begin to happen. Now, I don't know how long we stay, but they're programming the kids now because the devil wants your kids. And he wants to change their thinking that socialism is good, police are bad, big government is good. They would make a better slave children do because they know nothing else they go along 
and they're easier to indoctrinate. I got news for you as, as I know it, and I could be stood to be corrected, that if somebody approached one of our children on the playground with some of the stuff these teachers are teaching in a classroom, they would be arrested. And you know it, and I know it, and it's going on in the bigger cities. They're being indoctrinated. I would encourage you to know and find out what your children are being taught. They're your kids. Fathers, don't trade your significance in the home. The role you have is important. The devil wants your significance. The devil wants to make you think you're not important, you are. The devil wants your children. If you look with me down in verse 24, we didn't read it. This happens after the other plague of darkness. Now, I'll preach on that next week because I already got a message cooking on that. But here's what Pharaoh tries to negotiate. Verse 24, And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. So you can have the kids now, but leave your stuff. You say, what... What are we getting from that? The devil wants your stuff. The devil wants your stuff. He wants to negotiate with you for your stuff. Now here's why your stuff's important. And you don't need to give it to the devil. This will make sense to you in a minute. Look at verse 25. And Moses said, Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice, that's an important word, unto the Lord our God. Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not a hoof be left behind, for therefore must we take to serve the Lord our God. And we know not with what we must serve the Lord until we come hither. Now he teaches us two things. Number one. God wants you to sacrifice some of your stuff for His cause. We've got other words for it, tithing. We've got a love offering we want to take up this morning, love offerings. And it's going to come out of your stuff. But if you're so financially strapped and the devil's been playing with you on your desires and you've just had to have everything and you're working double overtime and triple overtime and you still don't have any money to put in the plate... You've been at the devil's negotiating table. The devil wants your stuff. And you're going to need your stuff to sacrifice. And the devil doesn't want you to use your stuff to sacrifice for the, the Lord. But then, he doesn't want you to serve God. Everybody's sitting in here. There's more that makes up you than just what we're seeing. You got stuff. You've got gifts and talents that God has given. And you don't know yet. Maybe you've not been placed totally in the ministry. You're still searching that will of God out and that's fine. 
make it a point to keep your stuff because you don't know yet what God wants of yours to serve Him with. And if the devil has your stuff, you're going to be limited in how you can serve God. That's right. I believe sometimes pastors fall into this trap. They have tools and gifts that God has given them to serve God with, but because <laughs> there's so many troubled churches that will not take care of a pastor, they've got to go find and earn a living, and the devil has their stuff and he has their talents. And they can't use them to serve God with. See, the devil wants your stuff. He wants you financially strapped and bound in this world. So you can't sacrifice to God. I, I've heard that excuse so many times. Preacher, I'd love to give, but I can't. If, if, I, if I give, then I don't get to eat. I've been there. <laughs> I, I can identify with that. You say, you can? Yeah. Because <laughs> the devil had my stuff. <laughs> you mean as a child of God? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But something that you have, God's going to use to serve His purpose with. And it doesn't need to be on the devil's negotiating table. Satan is an enemy of the home. And according to this text, he will try to take these items from you, and they're so very important. Men, you're important. You have a significance. Whether you're married or you're not married, you are significant. Now, I'm not giving you first-year psychology, feel-good stuff. I'm telling you, if you're breathing God's green air and you're a man, there's nothing to be ashamed of. You have a significance. And God has something for you. And do not let the devil steal, because he's a thief, your significance. Families, don't let the devil take your children. Because he wants them. He wants to change their identity. He wants to change their names. And he wants to change their thinking. And families, individuals, the devil wants your stuff. So you can't sacrifice to the Lord. And you can't serve God. You see, the devil's, he's an in-game player. He's looking at the in-game. And he knows that if he can get your stuff, so you can't sacrifice and serve, and he can get your children, he has hindered you in your worship to God. Therefore, you're not as effective in your ministry for God to this lost and dying world and more souls drop into hell. That's Satan's game. 
And we don't need to negotiate with the devil. Men, don't let him take your significance for freedom and desire. Families, don't let him take your children. Don't let him try to change their identities, their thinking, their language. And don't let the devil have your stuff. Let's all stand this morning.